Hey guys, it's Fran and Hannah with Getting Down to Digital. Welcome. We're on season two, episode 10. Can you believe it? Thanks for being our listeners. We have an exciting topic today, right, Hannah? Hi, Hannah. Hi. <laughs> oh my gosh, our giggly as all get out today. Yeah, it's been kind of wild, a wild week for yep. sure. <laughs> wild recording session thus far as well. Take um, two. Right, take two. What's new with you, boo boo? Tell us about you. I was telling Fran before we started recording how antisocial I've been. I've been like social enough. I've seen people, you know, three, <laughs> four times a week. But it's kind of funny because I started going to the 5 a.m. gym session because like I didn't want to talk to people. <laughs> so it's just funny but you know it's fine I'm yeah, living life you're letting your introversion ride mm-hmm. yep get it how about you how are you good gravy I guess I've been letting my extroversion ride mm-hmm. uh, you have yep my little with big brother big sister and I went to candle making class that was the bomb it was so much fun in fact some would say it was lit <laughs> I don't know why that gets me. <laughs> oh, what a fun pun. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, but what sense did you guys yeah. end up settling on? Our girl, who is just straight magic, she's awesome. She went with a verbena, verbana, however you say that, mint and cherry blossom blend. Incredible. And then I went with a mahogany rose blend. Mm-hmm. So very different, but very fun. We had a good time. So that was a fun class. Highly recommend. Do you pick it up today? Yes. Nice. Yeah. What do you yeah. name your scent? Mine was like Rose Meadows. And I think my girl, she's maybe did, I forget what hers was. Something. I think she used Meadow too. So it may have been Cherry Blossom Meadow. Oh, okay, okay. Twins? Yep, she's cute. So she is cute. I almost said she do be cute. Hannah and I have our own language. Yeah. Yep. Oh my gosh. And speaking of doobie, we do be have a new topic <laughs> of our we podcast. <laughs> yes, we do. Today's episode is six pain points your customers may be experiencing. How exciting. Pain points are pains in the batakis. They are problems that can occur for your customers. And for the most part, all companies have them in some aspect, or maybe it's not a pain point. It's working towards, you know, bettering, but we've all got something we got to work on day in and day out. So it's totally normal to have pain points. And when you're able to mention these pain points, you're then able to come up with solutions. And today's episode is sort of about some pivotal pain points. I just wanted to use three Ps in a row. Some, you know, main pain points that business owners could experience because for the most part, a lot of businesses run in a similar fashion. And then we're going to talk about solutions and hopefully jar you guys into some solution-based thinking too, and how it is you can best support your customers and their pain point experiences. First off, I think it would be good for us to talk about what is a pain point versus a solution. I know that may sound pretty basic, but basically a pain point is 
I need my knee to stop from bleeding. And a solution would be, I need a bandage. So the pain point is what you are trying to fix. And the solution obviously makes the problem stop. So when you think of a pain point, you're thinking of a problem in the funnel of the buying purchase funnel. You're trying to find problems, glitches, errors, or experiences that your customers are going through that doesn't make it super easy to work with you. And so I think we can start out, we've got six of them. I think I'll start us out, Hannah, if that's cool with you. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Cool. Finances. That is a big one. Concerns over finances. So if you can think about your finances, we're doing that as a company right now too. We are going through our finances and seeing what can save us money in the long run. You need to be questioning yourselves and your business and saying, what are ways we could save your business money? And it could be, what are ways that we can save you as a company money? Thus, the customer is paying less. Or how can we save our customers money, either by offering more rebates and national manufacturer opportunities, that kind of thing. Or it could be kind of a mix of both. But delving into what you're spending your money on has been very helpful for us. So for instance, we use a platform and it went from $9.99 a month to $82 a month with tax. So I don't know the percentage markup but it doesn't seem like a five to 10% markup that you may expect in a given year, just accruing normal percentage increases. That's a lot of money. And so we were saying to ourselves, do we charge the customers more because of this huge change in pricing or do we look for a free option? And so we ended up looking for a free option and we didn't know that we were going to figure this out. So that's really cool. We don't have to charge our customers more and all is gravy. That's something you can ask yourself. Then you can say, how are your benefits greater than the cost? What are you actually providing to your customers that are going to be bringing them great benefits? Is it really worth the cost? Or being sensitive to the fact that whatever the customer's budget is, if we can fit our services to meet their budget, then that's ideal. Or ways that we could potentially cut down costs on our end, kind of how you're saying earlier, to fit within their budgets. And talking about price propositions that are above a certain threshold have a psychological play on things, like something that's over 500 seems a lot more than something that might be 450 in the consumer's mind. That 500 threshold might be their limit. But if it's under 500, then they might be a lot more apt to pay for that service or that product if it's under what they think it should be or within their means of affording it, obviously. Right. You're so right. So that would lead us into the be responsible to customer financial concerns. So if they're not willing to go over that 500 threshold, don't push your luck with that. Yeah. Um, And you would find that if you were able to identify the pain point and then work backwards and get to your solution. And then see if that client or that customer is worth charging less for. Weed out 
the time wasters and you're going to make time for more, maybe higher paying clients, you're going to find a lot of solutions you didn't even think about when you identify such pain points. Mm -hmm. Cool. So Hannah, how about number two? For number two, we have a higher risk and need for trust. So kind of going into the finances, it's any service or product these days is going to cost a customer money. And so you have to understand from a business point of view, if you can earn that trust by your customers that they see paying for your services or having a business relationship with you is worth the risk of spending money or trusting you with their account information, especially in our line of work, we have a lot of more private information that trust needs to be built in order for the customer to be comfortable with having you provide that service for them. So we think it's really important to earn that customer's trust. And you can do that by being honest and transparent about what you can and can't do. I feel like we do a really good job at not promising any results. We will do whatever we can to try and get you those results, but there's no guarantee. So I think that's important to be realistic, but also strive to do well and go beyond what their expectations might be within your means. And then another thing to earn a customer's trust is just to be reachable, either by email or being available for calls. And there's also a fine line of not inconveniencing yourself outside of business hours necessarily, but being responsive. There's a immediate email emergency that they might have. If it sounds urgent enough, set aside 10 minutes to respond, even if it's outside of business hours. But if it's something that could maybe wait till tomorrow, then wait, but answer in the morning as immediately as you can. So just being available in emergency situations, I think that's very nice. And even if it's not an emergency, being active about answering emails and responsive, I think that's just really important too. And then sharing reviews and testimonies or case studies on your website, or we've done where we share online different reviews that we've gotten or our clients have gotten. Maybe (laughs) going to their Google review section can be a better indicator on having more of an unbiased way to build customer trust. So that's an option, building that reputation and that good word of mouth and referrals through just being an upstanding company and really following through with what you say you're going to do. So those are all different ways that you can increase your customer's trust and minimize their perceived risk for giving you money to do whatever your service is or spending money for a product. So that's just really important when addressing a pain point. Awesome. Thanks. Number three, lack of ease and convenience. The pain point could be that it is hard for them to schedule an appointment on your website. And the lack of ease in doing that and convenience of having to create a login, yada, yada, is a pain point. And customers, you're finding that they get on your website and they're not filling out the online scheduler because of X, Y, and Z. And so a solution to this pain point could be making the form easier 
or updating your website in such a way where it's just the click of a button to request an appointment. If you're able to position your services in a way that takes a load off customers while also offering an easy way to do it, that is going to be a really big deal when tackling such a pain point because we all have something that is not going to be as easy for our customers to do as maybe others, but how can you make it easier? I always think of Delta.com, how you can book a flight so much differently than another website. And then same goes for Google. I think it's really easy to book a flight using Google services and seeing all their comparisons versus maybe Expedia. Take a look and see, can you compare any of your methods with other companies and do they do it easier or do they make it more convenient for the customer and really see how you can fix that? So for example, for Upright, we can search for blog topics based on keywords. We can write the blog. We can post to a given website, their website. We can send out an email marketing campaign. We can create social promotional posts. We are hopefully as valuable as all get out when it comes to a blog and people are like, oh, we're just not even going to worry about it. We rely on Upright to do it. It's so easy. It's so convenient. They make it a piece of cake to work with them. So that's what it is that you're seeking when it comes to a pain point, such as lack of ease and convenience. You're looking to see where your customers fall short and also ask your customers. We do calls all the time. We have a program where we interview our customers' clients on video and we have them do a task on a website to see if it's easy and convenient for them. If it's not, we know exactly what to change on the website to make it do so. And then we increase the leads of their business by, I think it's been like 40% in some cases. Focus on how you can make it easy and convenient. Hannah, how about number four? The fourth pain point we have is the need for increased productivity and time. So this is just when a company needs a way or an alternative to save themselves time. So for us, we find that content creation is typically a very lengthy process. So our customers can save time by letting us take that on for them. And this could give them more time to just work on internal items while still getting content up on their socials or on their website if it's a blog post. So it just gives them a little bit more leeway to work on other items that are more pertinent and something that they can do internally. And we just find that editing content is much faster for them than sitting through thinking about keywords and thinking about what topics they want to write about or what points they want to tell their customers and followers on socials. So that whole content creation process is just very, very time consuming. And even for us, we outsource some of our content creation items like we use writer access to save us time by hiring other writers to write blogs for us. So just understanding that at the bottom line, time is so important. Time is money. So is hiring out something going to free up enough time for you? And will that be worth it in the end? So that's just something to definitely consider if your customer is needing that increased productivity and time to do internal items. 
The next one is inefficient processes and poor customer interfaces. That reminds me when you were talking, I was thinking about two websites that I think a lot of our listeners could relate to. One is Google and their health area, and then GoDaddy. I think GoDaddy has amazing customer service interfaces. So they do everything they possibly can 24-7 to be there for their customers. So you can easily Google GoDaddy support. I just had to use them over the weekend in this past week. And it goes to a page that says, fill out an online form, chat with us, or call this number. And... If you were to need Google My Business help, God forbid, you would have to do some rigmarole. I mean, Yelp is another one that I think is almost comical. If you've ever needed Yelp support, you just basically click into oblivion. Same with LinkedIn. I don't mean to get on a soapbox here, but a lot of these companies just don't have the support of actual people on staff and they make it really hard to get a hold of them. So that kind of goes along a pain point that a lot of us probably face is the inefficient processes or poor customer service interfaces. So you want to make it very efficient and easy for customers to get a hold of you, to purchase your product, to get support, to get help. I mean, you want to use GoDaddy because you know their customer support is so willing and able. I would say the same for MailChimp. If you pay for their monthly services, you get really great customer support. It's speaks for itself the value of efficiency and making it as seamless as possible for folks to work with you. So even if it's the credit card system that you have at your cash register, can people just swipe their phones now? I think COVID has brought out, if you can look at anything glass full, COVID's brought out a lot of positivity with contactless opportunities because it makes it more efficient. That's been what I like to call COVID positive are some of these efficiencies that have improved because of it. But anyways, that is an area that you could definitely identify a common pain point in your business and work towards a solution. Hannah, can you end it for us and talk about the the last one? So the last pain point we want to talk about is confusion with a company's brand. So You may want to be a lot of things to your customers, but if there's not a clear direct mission or an idea of what your company is, it can be very confusing for customers to really understand how you can be of service to them. So I think it's really important to have a clear outline of what your brand is, what your voice is, and sticking to that as closely as you can while being interesting to your customer and finding ways to be adventurous in ways, but sticking to your roots. I think that's really important. And I feel like a good example of a company, well, personally for me, I'm a huge fan of Apple products. I just got a new desktop and I find that like Apple is really good with their brand congruency. I find that all their products, especially their newer ones, just look good together and that their branding on their website, even it's very clean, innovative. It's just minimal, but at the same time, powerful. I don't know. It's just something I vibe with. 
And I love that all my different products link up together. And it's just a good way to show customers who your brand is when all of your bits and pieces complement one another. Yeah. If you're confused by your branding, your customers are definitely confused by your branding. That's one thing that you could definitely help to clear up for customers. Be clear about who you are, what you do, and why you do what you do. And don't hesitate to ask. I know it's really hard for people to hear critical items about their company, but you can only grow from them. We have a client right now, a signage company that has really leaned into it and met with a company that's helping them kind of rebrand themselves and rework all that they do and think about. And they've had to interview customers for weeks about how they do it right, how they do it wrong. And the findings have been humbling and incredible. This company obviously does a wonderful job. They're in Cincinnati, but they're also learning ways in which they can improve. And they've identified several pain points that they can capitalize on. Maybe they're not even their pain points, but you can take a look at competitors' pain points. What are your competitors doing that maybe you're doing really, really well that you could highlight? This is a common thing in our industry, but we do it differently. I think there's a plumbing company in Tampa where I live that's called like call not your plumber or something because plumbers may have a bad reputation for charging too much or whatever. But that's the point of this guy's business or female's business. See if you can take a look at your competitors and see what they're doing and see what you're doing better. Anywho, Hannah, any other items for us today? I think we covered them all. Yeah. Because I've been wild today, Hannah's going to have a hell of a time editing. This Ooh, it will be wild. <laughs> will be insane. So if you guys are listening and it's edited, that is Hannah. Thank you. This is going to be probably the most challenging episode to edit. Yeah. But we'll get there. It'll be fine. Well, all right, guys. Well, take care. We hope you have a fabulous rest of your week and we will talk to you soon.